Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Today we are going to look at a session of this subject, amen. That um, is a bit, it's not, it's not, many people are not aware of it. And it confuses many people, amen. Uh, Which is what? Customs and traditions. So today we are looking at customs and traditions of the law. Customs and what? Traditions of the law. The word custom is the same as tradition. Custom simply means the way a group of people what? Live. Amen. And tradition or custom is the tradition of, of people. Amen. So tradition is the way that people have been what? Living. Amen. Do someone have a dictionary here to check the meaning of custom? Amen. So in the Bible, when you hear tradition, it's the same as what? Custom. Custom is the same as what? Tradition. Amen. I saw Sinzi here. Where is he? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the same, isn't it? So we are, it's important we look at it because this is what confused many when it comes to the law. You see, because the law, the law, which is the word of God, has customs and tradition or has custom or has traditions, the same thing. You understand? And traditions, as long as it is not sin, God don't have a problem with it. But you see, traditions are not the word of God. It is the word of God that does not change. But your traditions can change. Your traditions can be out of place. Even your tradition that is, is good today, tomorrow can become bad. It simply is a way of living. Please, you understand. So the word of God also has tradition. The law also has tradition. Or some of the word of God become tradition. You understand? So many of the things that have been changed that we are not meant to obey now in the Bible were traditions and customs. Because traditions and customs are not the word of God it can change. You are not obliged to obey it. And most of those things people say and they say it means we are not supposed to obey the word or we are not under the law. Are you getting it? So it's important you understand because many Christians are not aware that the Bible or the law has traditions. And these traditions can be of men which there's nothing wrong with it. Or it can even be the word of God that has become a tradition. Or as you are obeying the word of God, you form a tradition by obeying the word of God. But that tradition is not the word. Please, do we understand? 
And, and you find this even in the church. Sometimes if you are not careful, you lift up the tradition of the church to replace the word of God, which is an error. You understand? So we have to look at it because some people, the tradition we are no more obliged to obey. They tend to think it's the law. They tend to think it's the word of God we are not to obey. Or they generalize it, but forgetting that it's a particular word, tradition. Praise the Lord Jesus. So today, that's all we are going to look at. Amen. The customs, tradition, and tradition of the law. Amen. Have you found the meaning of tradition? Of, of custom. custom yes. What does it say? A traditional and widely accepted way of behaving or doing something that is specific to a particular society, place, or so time. Amen. The only reason we read this is that custom is the same as tradition. So it's a widely accepted way. The, simply the way people live. The, the way people live. Amen. That's all it means. So when you read custom or tradition, it's the same thing. Amen. So now look at it. Luke chapter 2 verse 27. We are looking at the customs or traditions of the law. The law means here the word of God. If, whether it is in the Torah, the law is still the word of God. Whether it's in Genesis or whether it is in the book of Acts or Revelation, it's still what? The word of what? God. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 27. Luke chapter 2, verse 27. Mm -hmm. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Amen. Amen. So this is when Jesus Christ was born. Amen. So Jesus' parents took him towards the temple. This was when he was born, when he was eight days old. So the scripture we read said there was a prophetess that God, the Holy Spirit, moved the prophetess, um, sorry, prophet into the temple because he promised he would see Christ. But my point is the parent of Jesus went what, into the temple to do what? For him to do for him what the custom of the law required. So the only reason why we've read this to show is that the law, which is either the Torah or the word of God, we have the custom of the law. So no, they didn't go to do what the law required, but they went to do what the custom, the traditional way of living required. What I want you to know that the law has customs. The word of God has customs. And customs is not necessarily the word of God. Even though the word of God will also become a custom. Because if you're obeying the word of God, it becomes the way you live. But there's a way you can live that is good, but it's not the word of God. So the word of God, you are never to stop obeying. But the way that you are living, that is good. Nobody is obliged to live the same way. Please, do you understand? What I want you to note, read the 39, is that... He went to the temple what? to do the custom of what? The law. The law means the Torah or the word of God. Please, do, do, you, do you understand? Yes. Okay, what custom? 39, please read Amen. it for us. Luke 2, 39. Mm -hmm. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. So you see, they did Amen. everything required. So what was it? Circumcision. Yes. Naming the child on the eighth day. You understand? So, for example, circumcision. 
is a custom. Naming the child on the eighth day is a custom. So that's why, yeah, biblically, if you want to make sure no door is open, it's good to name your child on the eighth day. But if you don't name your child on the eighth day, you've not sinned. Please, you, you understand. Because it's not a command of God. It's a custom that was formed as they were obeying the word of God. That's why we will not emphasize it. Anyway, but what I want you to know that here is that there is what? A custom of the law. You understand? Now look at Acts chapter 6 verse 14. Amen. It's the same thing but in a different way. We are reading for you to understand that Moses handed over what? Customs to them. We all know that when we say the Lord, the Torah, is who, who is also called what? Moses, last week, isn't it? So when they say Moses handed laws to them, in other words, the, the first five books contains what? Customs. Amen. Please read it for us. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 6, verse 14. Mm -hmm. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. Amen. Amen. So this is when they took Jesus. They were trying, uh, Stephen, sorry, Stephen. And they were finding accusation against Stephen. And they said to her that they have heard that Stephen was saying that he would change the customs that Moses handed over to them. The, in other words, the custom that the law handed over to them. In other words, the custom that the word of God handed over to them. All I want you to know that the word of God has what? Customs. There are customs in the law. Please, you understand. That today, that's now, as of now, that's what I want you because it's very significant. As we go on, you understand why it's very significant to be aware that there are customs. Remember, I've defined the word of God. I never mentioned that customs is the word of God. But I've told you and I've showed you in the scripture, especially Psalm 119, that the word of God is a law. The word of God is a standard. The word of God is a principle. The word of God is a command. The word of God is a judgment. But it is not a custom. Do you get it? But as you obey the word of God, you can form a custom. Or your obedience to the word of God can become a custom. And the people who were obeying the word of God had customs. So the word of God had customs. So you see, you see they want to change the custom that Moses gave them. The way of life that Moses gave them. You, you, you understand? Okay, now read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15. The reason why we are reading 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15, so that you understand that this custom, this way of life, this tradition, is not only in what we call the Old Testament, mm -hmm. or it's not only in what we call the law, mm -hmm. but it mm -hmm. is also in what we call the New Testament. Yes. So the word of God has custom, right from Genesis to what? Revelation. Revelation. There are customs. So when somebody said the early church were living together and they were eating and they, they were selling everything and they had one way, um, uh, all things together, you see, there's nothing wrong. But when the person said we are to do so, then it's an error because that is their custom. 
the way they chose to live. It's not a command to live like that. So you cannot bring that standard to us. The world then is totally different from now. The world then, a whole city was made up of a few hundreds of people. <laughs> you, you understand? So the early church, that is how they lived. But that is not the command of God. It was a custom as they were obeying the way they live. Do you get it? So when somebody say the church started, the church in the Bible was meeting in homes. So we don't need a temple. It's an error. The, the custom of their meeting were in a home. In a home. It's not a command that we should meet in the home. But we, the custom of our meeting is in a place. Because we want to worship God. We want many, how many people, can we all even fit in a home? What music can you play? The powerful ministration by Madrid, can you happen in a home? So the way they were meeting was their custom. It's not the word of God. It's not the command. Do you get the difference? Are, are you following? It's very important. Because many people are following things that are not the word. You will struggle. Because you are following customs of men or of even the Bible. Because custom will change. You see, maybe 20 years ago, 20 years ago, the way you live now, if you should live that same way, they would have been foolish. Maybe 20 years, not 20, let's go, maybe 30 years ago, the main way of living is, we can you take your things to the laundrette to wash it, isn't it? And dry it. Which made perfect sense. Because many homes didn't have what? Washing machine. Today, washing machine, even 150 pounds, you get washing machine. All things be equal, the way of life you live is have a washing machine in your home. Especially if you have a family. It's much convenient, everything. It doesn't mean when we used to go to the laundrette was wrong. That time, it was good to live like that. That was the way of living. Now it's no more. When was the last time you wrote letter, letter, and went to post it? But the time we used to write letters to our friends, and I mean friends and loved ones, that was the way of living, our way of living. It made sense. Now it doesn't make sense. Once you can test. When you were posting the letter, there was nothing wrong. But now it's not a sin. But we don't live like that anymore. So customs can change. But the word of God can't change. Please, you understand. Are we getting it? Yes. Okay, read it for us. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15. Yeah. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15. Read the, another version, maybe King James. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. So Amen. you see, this is New Testament. And it's there yes. to hold the tradition. Tradition means customs yes. that they've taught them. You understand? Mm. The only reason why we, we are reading this is to show us that customs and tradition are in the Bible. They are in the law. But they are not the law. They are not the word of God. As you obey the word of God, yes, you can form a custom and a tradition. Please, do you understand? But the law has traditions. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's read the same test, Second Thessalonians chapter three verses. Amen. I, I want you to really understand it that so the word of God has customs. So, mm -hmm, please read it for us. Amen. Yes. And Second Thessalonians chapter three verse six. Mm -hmm. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which ye received of us. Amen. Amen. So they, they, they have a tradition, Hallelujah. a way they were living. And they were said, any brother who is not following that tradition, move. Yeah, that tradition could come as they were obeying the word of God. Or their obedience to the word of God could be what? Their tradition. Or based on the circumstance, they could form a tradition and they will live by that standard. You understand? But the only reason we've read this is to show us that it's not only in Genesis, but also in what we call New Testament. So the word of God, the law, whether the Torah or the laws in the Bible, also has tradition. We have traditions of the law or customs of the law. Now, what is the importance of this? The importance of this for now, we look at this, is to show you that the law will never change. It will be upgraded, but traditions can change. You understand? You cannot stop obeying the law of God unless the law says that that law is no more holding. But you can stop obeying the traditions of the law. Many people are not aware. So the fact that you can stop obeying one tradition doesn't mean you, can, you shouldn't obey the entire book of the Bible. Yeah, because when they say we are not under the law, we are not under the Old Testament, it's like it means that all these things we are not, which is not like that. Please, you understand. Okay, for clarity, let me give you examples of traditions. Amen. But before I give you an example of traditions and customs, so that we could really understand, look at Mark chapter 14, verse 12. Amen. It's just the reason why we are looking at Mark chapter 14, verse 12, is to show you, because over there you can clearly see that a cost, a word of God became a custom or a tradition. Amen. Are you following me? Okay, please, let's go. Mm -hmm. Mark chapter 14, verse 12. Mm -hmm. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the pa Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? Continue? No, are you, read again, please. What version? I read again. Um, okay. Uh, and the first day of You know the terms I'm looking, I'm preaching, so you yes. just have to look for those terms, yes. please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Go on. And the first, on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, Where wilt thou that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover? Do so I want the version that says it was customary. Sorry? I can do... Okay, amplified. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when Jesus... 
uh, um, sorry, when, as was customary, they killed the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples said to him, where do you wish us to go and prepare the Passover supper for you to eat? Okay, Amen. so some version don't have the word what? Customary. customary. Amen. Amen. Uh, but you see, what was the Passover? The Passover when, when people were coming out of Egypt and God told them a specific command to kill what? the lamp and put the blood on the door and that when the blood is on the door when the destroyer come he will not enter the house Passover so it was a command it was a word of God and he went on to say that that word must be celebrated so it became their way of living doing it every year it became their customary you, you, you understand so when Jesus came, he was also what, celebrating it. Do, do you get it? Every year. Okay. But we don't celebrate Passover. Because we don't have to. Because the original Passover happened once. But it became a customary. And when Jesus came, he also became our Passover lamb. And you cannot kill Jesus again once dead forever. So we don't need to carry on that customary of the command. You see, so that's why the uh, amplifier say to celebrate the customary word sacrifice. Please, you understand. Other than that, then we are all sinners for not celebrating Passover. Other than that, it's for many people Passover will be even difficult. Because the calendar of Israel is totally different from many countries' calendar. You understand? So we just read this to show you how the word of God can become a customary. So it will always be a particular law or a particular word. So you can never, ever say we are no more under the Old Testament. When you say that, it is a total rubbish. And I mean rubbish because what we consider Old Testament are what? 30-something books. The fact that we are not meant to obey a particular command or law because it has become customary or it was customary or the fact that we are not supposed to obey a particular word or law of God as original because it's been upgraded does not mean we are not supposed to obey books and the word of God. Please, are we getting it? Okay. Now, let me give examples. Let's look at some examples, amen, of the law becoming customary so that it will be what? Clear to you. Or the law becoming uh, tradition so that it will be clear to you. So the first one I want us to look at is Acts chapter 21, verse 21. It's a popular one. Today, they are not reading Bible. Eh? <clears throat> amen. Oh, you are in cloud nine. <laughs> Acts chapter 21 verse 21 please. Amen. Acts Amen. chapter 21 verse 21 mm -hmm. and they are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses saying that they ought not to circumcise their children neither to walk in their customs Amen, Amen. so in Acts chapter 1 verse 21 they were bringing allegation mm. against them and they say what they were teaching was that they were teaching people what? 
to not the Jews not what some of the customs not what circumcise what their children, children or live according to what the according to what their yeah. not the word our customs, customs. Yeah. our custom mm. so the Jewish people they had their custom and that was one of the problems they had with the new world the new born again people because mm. they also had different customs mm. Please, are you, please, are yes, you following? Yes. Okay, so look at an example. Matthew chapter 15, verse 4 to 7. I chose this example because Jesus himself said it. And Jesus was very clear with it. Amen. Okay. Yeah, please read Amen. it for us. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 15, verse, verse 4, 4 to 7. seven. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm. For God commanded, saying... Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, whatsoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition." Ye, hip- ye hip- hypocrites, well did Esaias prophesy of you, saying, Amen. Amen. So this is Jesus. He said Amen. to them, the word of God, the command of God says, Honor your father and your mother. And he said, by you people, you say, by your custom, by your tradition, you say that if the money, because you cannot honor without money. Respect is not honor. Courtesy is not honor. Never forget that. You cannot honor your parents without giving them money. When I say money, it doesn't need to be money, but present. Amen. So, Jesus said, you people say, the word of God say, honor your mother mm-hmm. and your father. That is the command of God. Yes. But you people say, if the money that you are to honor your parents, you decide to give it as an offering or buy something to, for God, mm. then you don't need to give to your parents. Oh. And he said, that statement, that practice is your tradition. Yes. And say, by your tradition, your custom, you rather nullify, cancel the word of God. You, un- you understand? Because listen, Okay, we'll come to you. You'd rather cancel what? The word of God. So you see that they had a custom which wasn't the word of God. And the sad thing is, by their custom, they've rather nullify, reject what is the word of God. And today, that is the scheme. That is what is happening. I didn't say it's there. It's there, but by your course tradition, you've rather nullify, read the last bit, the word of God. Yes, amen. So sometimes, if you are not careful, you'll be following traditions and you think you are following the word of God. Yes. And especially those who don't want to obey what the Bible said clearly and want to make excuse. Mm. That's what will happen to you. Yeah, that's right. 
So you are obeying, but you are not obeying the word of God. In fact, your obedience has become disobedient. Because by that obedience, they rather disobey the command of God. How clear is it that honor thy mother and thy father? If you want to buy something for church or, 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 or sow a seed, how can that cancel the honor for your mother and your father? It's the same thing when people say, oh, I don't tithe, but whenever the church needs money, I give. The Bible never says when the church needs money, give. It says tithe. So is this example clear? Yes. Is it, you see that they had a tradition. So this one, it has been widely accepted. Received as if you are doing it for God. But it is rather canceling the word of God. That's right. And as you are obeying this and say, because I'm doing the word of God, I'm not doing this. In fact, it's not the word of God. It's a tradition, a custom. And that thing, we have it in the Bible. It can grow out in the church. It can grow out in a domination. And sometimes, that's why I, I, I don't like teaching people to do things specific, but I like to give them the principle for them to understand the purpose, the reason. Because the specific can change, but the purpose must never change. Please, do you you understand? It's like cooking. The way you cook can change, but the purpose of cooking should never change. Because if you are cooking for somebody, it is important no matter how you cook, the person must find your food to be tasty. So the way you cook it doesn't matter. The outcome, the purpose is the most important thing. Whether you boil or you fry, the most important thing that the food will be what? Tasty. Other than that, it doesn't serve what? Its purpose. Amen. Let me show you another example by Jesus. Amen. Mark chapter 7, verse 3 to 13. Amen. Mark chapter 7, verse 3 to 13. Amen. Mm -hmm. So the law or the word of God has traditions. Perhaps it's the tradition or the custom. As beginning, I gave to, like how the apostles used to live and meet. It was their custom. It's not a command. It's not the word of God. That's right. Please, you understand me. Yeah. Mark chapter 7, mm-hmm. verse 3 to 13. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, mm-hmm. holding to the tradition of the elders. Not the word. They are holding. Uh-huh. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, Wh- mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of carts. Okay, note, they observe many other traditions. And all those traditions is in the Bible as well. Yes. But the Bible is not tradition. No. Uh-huh. Okay, continue for us. Mm-hmm. The washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. Mm-hmm. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. 
you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Note, you have let go Ooh. the commands of God and you are holding on to human, human traditions. traditions. That is why that scripture, that statement, mm. if somebody says something to you as a word of God or as a pastor, that was the 13, isn't it? Uh, we haven't got Eight. to 13. Hey. Yeah. Okay, and the preaching is coming. <laughs> Before you obey, show it to me. Yeah, you have to see it. Yeah. It's your right. That's right. If any Christian who is struggling to obey the word of God is only two of this thing, 90% of the time, you don't really want to obey the word of God or you are being given something as the word of God which is not the word of God. Because, see, the Bible says the word of God is not awesome to obey. It's in your heart. It's near you. It's not difficult. Because most of the word of God, you don't even need a Christian to obey. When I wasn't a Christian, most of the things I was doing just to be a normal person. The word of God, when I was, when I, when I, I, I wasn't a Christian, I wasn't committing adultery. Even when I was in the world, it is considered wrong. Stealing was considered wrong. Dishonor was considered wrong. Not giving anything you are involved in was considered wrong. When I was in the world, I didn't even need the word to tell me those things. Do, do you get it? Yeah. Please continue for me. And he continued, mm -hmm. you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe Not your the own word. tradition. A fine way of setting aside. Yeah. Mm. Today, that is the same scheme that is happening. They have a fine way to set aside the commands of God for tradition. But they use the word, the law. We are no more under the law. This is of the Old Testament. This is of the Old Testament. A fine way of setting away the coin, and they will always replace it with a tradition, a custom, a way of life. Because for many people, the common way of life is right to them. That is why many are suffering. Because many follow the norm, the culture. Culture means custom, way of life. But the fact that many are doing doesn't mean it is right. Or it is the word or command of God. So there's a fine way. Jesus said they set aside the word itself for the tradition of man. Uh -huh. Continue to for the For Moses place. said, honor mm -hmm. your father and mother. And mm -hmm. anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. Mm -hmm. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is korban, mm -hmm. that is devoted to God, mm -hmm. then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Thus, you nullify the word of God by your tradition and you have handed down, that you have handed down and you do many things like that. Amen. The reason why we read this, he said, no, it said they have handed down and they do many things like that. So there are customs and traditions. Those are not the word of God. We are free not to obey them. But that is not the law. That is not the Old Testament. It is not because the law is the word of God. What we call the Old Testament is the word of God. When you take away that, the Bible 
is reduced up to more than two thirds. And the one third, you know what, will have no foundation, no value. Who told us that Jesus is the Messiah? What we call the Old Testament. Who told us there's something called the Holy Spirit? What we call the Old Testament. Who told us the time will come that the Gentiles will be saved? It's what we call the Old Testament. We only believe the New Testament because of what the Old Testament said. What we call the Old Testament. Or what we call the law. The Bible will tell you, which another time we look at it, that without the law, Christ wouldn't have come. It's the law that brought Christ. But at the right time, we look at it. Please, you understand. But all I want to know is that there are traditions. So this is an example. I know we read it, but this goes what? Deeper. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Look at another example. Okay, so note the Mark chapter 7, verse 13. It says, though you nullify the word of God by your tradition, that you have handed down, and you do many things like that. So traditions or customs are not the word of God. This one started because, the only reason why we read this one is because they said, why are they not obeying the tradition? Because they wash bulls and things before they eat. And as for Jesus and his disciples, they didn't wash bulls. They didn't wash hands. As they see the food, now they start. They break their bread. They start eating. It doesn't mean they don't wash their hands before they eat, but they were doing it as a ritual, as a custom. But that is not the word of God. Their fathers loved that. There's nothing wrong with it, but it is not the word of God. And that's when Jesus gave them. In fact, you've even set aside the command, what you are to obey, because of this soul tradition. Because of this soul tradition. Are we getting it? Okay, now watch something. <laughs> Why is God... Okay, what's the danger with traditions in the Bible? Note, we are coming from an angle that you are to be aware that the word of God has traditions. And traditions, as we read, are not the word of God. So anything that is not the word of God can change. It is only the word of God that is eternal that are to be what? Obey. So perhaps if the Bible says we are not meant to obey a certain tradition, which is good, be specific. You cannot say because of that the whole New Testament or the law. When you say that, it's rubbish. Today I go deeper. It's rubbish. Because you want to destroy souls. When somebody say that to you, tell him, do you mean I shouldn't obey Genesis, Malachi, Isaiah? Because without Isaiah, we wouldn't have recognized the Messiah. Is that, you, do you know that? Isaiah prophesied more about the Messiah. When Jesus came, he has to fulfill the prophecies regarding him. 
Because any, before Jesus came, the Bible said many have come claiming to be him. And after him, the Bible said many will come claiming, which many have come. But why is Jesus? Because he fulfilled every prophecy in what we call the law. Please, you understand. Okay, why is it important to know that there are traditions in the word of God, which is not wrong, but these traditions are not the law or the word of God. So if perhaps you want to say that we shouldn't obey that tradition, say that, that we shouldn't obey that custom, but don't say we shouldn't obey the law or the word of God. That's all I'm trying to say. Because many people say it meaning be. Amen. Okay, let's read Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. So why are these customs or tradition dangerous? Or why do we have to know? We've already seen some of your danger. Why? The first most important danger is what? It nullifies the word of God. People tend to obey those things instead of the word of God. Because it's easier. It suits. It helps us with our hypocrisy. I didn't say that. That's what Jesus said. He said, you hypocrites. Twice he said it. When this issue comes. No, because think of it. Think of it. What has God given present to your, for example, your friend and your partner got in common? How come honor with your mother and the church conflict? Do, do, do you get it? Hypocrite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's the second thing? Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Mm-hmm. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human traditions and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. So says, see Amen. to it, be careful that no one takes you captive of deceptive what? philosophy, which is what? Where, where is the foundation and the power? Which is based on human tradition. So this tradition can take one captive. It puts you in captivity. Captivity means you are not free. You will struggle. You will make progress. And the enemy is using it. Human philosophy saying nice things. The Lord, the Old Testament, we are not. Is to take you captive. If to stop you obeying the word of God. Yes. Is to stop you obeying the word of God. If you don't know the word, seek a teacher. If you are Christian, your pastor, your pastor, that is his work. If you can, you don't know, and you won't ask your pastor, you are at fault, and you will be at risk. If you are sick and don't go to the hospital, you cannot blame the doctor. If you go and the doctor that's not able to help you, then you can blame or say, the doctor couldn't what? Help me. It would take, and many have been taken captive. Many have been taken captive. Many, they want to do something, God. So they will choose tradition, which have no value, and they will end up disobeying the word of God. Because it suits them. It's given by the enemy. It makes nice. It's easy. 
is beneficial. Yeah. Like, churches have tradition. And you find other churches criticizing the tradition of other churches. You shouldn't. As long as it is not sin. Do you know there are churches that receive two offerings? They receive two offerings and the members are happy. There's no problem. That's their way. The word of God says we should receive offering. But I see their tradition or custom of obeying that way is every service they receive two offerings. Before like preaching and after preaching. Some people receive only one. None is wrong. None is right. They are obeying the word. It only becomes a problem when one says because you are not receiving two offerings, you are wrong or you are receiving two offerings, you are wrong. Do, do, do you get it? So tradition, many of the things you hear churches fighting about, it's about traditions from the church or from their denomination or traditions of the word. Which one by the spirit? No. And it's not working in that tradition. I've chosen another tradition and someone cannot receive it. An important one is SDA. SDA. All their emphasis is on Saturday church service. Not Sabbath, Saturday church service. And the fact that you don't have service on a Saturday you are an antichrist. There's nothing like that in the Bible. The Bible clearly says we should obey the Sabbath. But the day, the Sabbath day, you are allowed to choose. Like this country, like when you go to Israel, you see, they are custom way of living. Saturday was a rest day. So Saturday was their Sabbath. Go to Dubai. It's Friday. Friday is when everybody. So Dubai, Friday is the churches there. Their Sabbath day is on Friday. Come to United Kingdom. It is Sunday that our office, our Sabbath day is on Sunday. But the command is obey the Sabbath one day a week. With Israel, they chose the seventh day, the custom. But the Sabbath day, the Colossians say we are able to choose. He said, judge no one regarding the Sabbath days, not the Sabbath. So you see the difference between the command and the custom or the tradition of obeying that command. And you see a whole denomination. So the moment we have church on Saturday, we are holy. And that's what they are saying. That's what they are saying. That's what they are saying. Which a time will come. We'll have church Saturdays even. God, the church, this church, it will grow. It will grow. We'll have two services. It will grow and we'll have church Saturdays even. So that those who say Sunday, they are going somewhere, they can't come. They will come Saturday even. Oh, yeah, you watch and see. I mean it. We will we'll get there. Yeah. We will make way for everyone who truly wants to come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Saturday's evening. Yeah, if you can't come Sunday, you have Saturday's evening. Come. Yeah. Yeah. 
Please, do you understand? And let me show you that one. Um, so you see how... And Okay, you, I don't want to... But I, I hope you are getting the point. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So we've seen that what? Um, we've seen that tradition of men what? Take you what? Captive tradition in the Bible. So let's read the Sabbath because I've mentioned it. I want us to Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. Amen. Verse 16 to 17. Amen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. Mm-hmm. Therefore, do not let any, anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to religious festivals, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Is it, so why am I not bound with the Sabbath day? Jesus said a lot of things by this scripture. He said, let no one, no one is allowed to judge anyone regarding the Sabbath days. No, he didn't say the Sabbath. Because the Sabbath is a command. But the day of Sabbath, you can take it. Or regarding any holy days of festival. That's why all the Passover, Israel have about seven festivals. We are not obliged because that is their custom. Like one of the festivals, it became a festival because it marked when God delivered the Jews from Haman. One of their festivals, the festival of Boots, it signified when God brought them out of Israel. Say every year mark it by living in what? Boots. You understand? So you could clearly see, judge no one regarding any Sabbath day. And when Jesus came, he was trying to tell them, say the Sabbath was made for man, not man. He said that by the priest work on the Sabbath. He was trying to tell them. So you see, so I'm to keep the Sabbath is a command. But the custom, the way, the tradition that I keep the Sabbath can change. If I'm a doctor and I run shift because I need to run shift, my Sabbath day can change. Because the Bible clearly defines a Sabbath different from the day you keep the Sabbath. That is the Sabbath day. It's two different things. I'm a pastor. I can never have the day, the day, whether even if we are meeting Saturday, I can never have it as a Sabbath. I wake up at dawn. When I wake up, I start preparing from 5 a.m. Can I have, I get home tired. Can you have that day Sabbath? But the Bible said, Jesus said it. But the pastor can have another day as Sabbath because everybody must have a Sabbath. And said, do not judge anyone regarding what, what they eat. That's why I eat pork. But Israel still have a custom of not eating pork. That word of God became their way of life. But that word of God has been upgraded. They are still keeping it. It's a custom. That's why you eat shrimps. Shrimps, too, we were not allowed to eat it. But now don't judge anyone. Meaning no more. It doesn't hold. So should I make pork a problem for myself? Won't it bound me? So I come and visit you and you cook pork and I'm judging you in my head. Be- because you are eating pork, you are an evil person. God is not with you. 
I'm trying to keep the traditions, the way of life. It came from God, but God has updated it. Are we getting it? God has what? Updated. Do you know when jeans came? Jeans came. When, you know, jeans is a modern material. It came from America. When you are a Christian and you wear it, you are a devil. Yeah. You are a devil. They were preaching against jeans, saying how jeans is satanic. Today, look at how jeans has liberated people, has made life easy for people. Is anything evil with jeans? Now nah, your materials are, are worse, cry. The tight you people wear is not jeans, but look at how indecent it is. Yeah. Do you know when even TV came, there were whole teachings against TV. Do you know up today, there are people who don't watch TV. God to them is still satanic. Meanwhile, now we don't even watch TV again. We are moving on to phones. Not like we have, we've moved on to phones. Amen. So you could see clearly from what, what we read. Amen. Now look at this. Galatians chapter 2 verse 14. You see that in Galatians chapter 2 verse 14, they were forcing them, the people of Israel, were forcing those who are not Israel to obey the custom of the word of the law. But they are not meant to obey the custom of the word or the law. They are meant to obey the word itself. The word of God itself. That's why it is dangerous to listen to preaching that is not word by word. Word by word. Because the person you'll be listening and accepting someone's way. That way is good, correct. But it won't be the way for you. Because that way that is good and correct is not God's way. It's not God's way. It is only God's way. God's way that is eternal. That will always be truth under whatever circumstance. But the way that maybe God used me or I did that really helped me. You, it wouldn't help you. Because it's a different temperament. Maybe different strength to lose different things, withstand different things. But as for God's word, it doesn't matter who you are. It will always be true. Yes. It won't fail. That's why I say my word will never fail. Amen. 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 Please read it for me. Galatians chapter 2 verse 14. Mm-hmm. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, You are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? So you see, Amen. he was telling them, why are you forcing Gentiles to follow what? Jewish customs. And the Jewish custom was in the word. It's in the law. So he wasn't happy with them because he knows that that will make them what? Captive. Because he knows that that customs or tradition is not the word of God. Even though as you obey the word of God, you can form a custom or a tradition. Please, are, are we getting it? That's why sometimes when you look back, you could think certain things were wrong. But it's not wrong. At that time, that was the way of life. And it made sense that you would have lived like that. But now, it's not the way of life. It's also deadly because the new custom could also contradict God's word. So it's dangerous. 
Because there's a way that seemeth right unto man. But the end there of the Bible says. Please, do you understand? The point I want you to know that you see that he wasn't happy with him because he was forcing them to leave what? The Jewish what? Custom. Why? Because the Jewish people have loads of custom. Esther chapter 3 verse 8. And their custom was like no other nation. And the Bible is full of Jewish custom in the sense that as Jewish people were obeying the Bible, because remember, they were the first human uh, country that the Bible was given to. So as they were obeying the word, you can never obey the way without having a custom. For example, in this church, one of the customs we have now, we've had it for years, over nine years since the church started, is uh, every Monday intercessors we meet here and pray for the church. Without fail, in a certain sense. Why do we have that custom? That, remember, the Bible never said meet every Monday to pray. But the Bible said pray without sins. The Bible said the work of God is prayer. So the moment we started, me and Pastor Dress started, now we are four. You understand? So now that is our way of obeying that command. Pray without season as a church. But perhaps somebody is not doing that. As we are doing. Maybe they are doing it another way. The only difference it might be right way or wrong way. Another church could start. They couldn't, they can't meet Tuesday. Maybe they will need to meet maybe Sunday after service. It doesn't mean their own is wrong. So our custom is this. You see? So the Jewish custom is not necessarily a wrong thing. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's not a wrong thing. But you have to know that it is not the word of God. It is only the word of God, the co- which is the command. That's why you have to understand the command, the judgment, the precept, the, what, the status, and the laws of God. Because these are the word of God. Please, are we getting it? Okay, please read it for us. Amen. Chapter 3, verse 8. Then Haman said to King Xerxes, There is a certain people dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom who keep themselves separate. Their customs are different from those of all other people, and they do not obey the king's laws. Amen. So you see, the Jewish people had their customs were different because their customs came from the Bible. Yes. That's why it was different from all other people. You see, that is why when he was trying to enforce their custom onto the Gentiles, he said, no, why are you doing that? Because a way of life, as far as it is correct, there's no problem. So when you are in a church and there is a way of life, a custom, it's important you get involved in that custom. Other than that, you'll be left out. You see? You, you'll be left out, and you will feel left out, or more likely you feel left out. Amen. Praise the Lord, Jesus. Last scripture, Acts chapter 15, verse 28 to 29. Amen. I want to point something out to us. I want to show you another word, example. Amen. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 15, mm-hmm. verses 28 to 29. Mm-hmm. 
It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. So Amen. last week we read this. Yes. So remember, this is when they said the Gentiles have received Christ. And they were saying we shouldn't burden them with... In fact, read the 15. Let's see what the reason. Yes, amen. Amen. The 15, they are explained. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 15, verse 15. Mm -hmm. The words of the prophets are in agreement with this, uh, as it is written. What are you reading, please? Yeah, 15. 1, 5. Yep, verses 15, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the words of the prophets are in agreement. Acts 15, 15. Yes. Uh, okay, read it. Read it, read it. Read the it. words of the prophets are in agreement with this, as it is written. Amen. Acts 15, 15. Yes. Hey. yes. Are you sure? <laughs> I'll find the scripture. Okay. So we read Act. Sorry? No, don't worry, I'll find it. We read Acts 15, isn't it? Verse 28, isn't it? Okay. And it says that they should, they should okay, is the one. Is the one, yeah. So it's Acts 15, 1. Acts chapter 15, verse 1. Mm -hmm. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. So Amen. they came, when they came, they were teaching the believers that they must be circumcised other than that they cannot be saved. But the problem with it was the circumcision was connected to salvation. But the problem was it that it is in accordance not to the word of God, but to the customs of Moses. Meanwhile, the word of God teaches that to be saved, one has to repent, accept Christ Jesus, and be baptized. It has got nothing to do with circumcision. So you see that the circumcision came in in accordance to the custom of Moses, not the word of God. And the custom of Moses was the word of God. What was that word of God? It was a covenant that Moses, God made with what? Moses. So Moses made it a way of life, their custom, their tradition, that all the males would be what? Circumcised. But now when the new covenant was made, it was through the blood of Jesus. But they were still holding on to that what, tradition and trying to teach that custom to new believers. What does that make it? So it means that because you are 40 years, you became born again. You are not circumcised, so you, are, you can't be saved. You see how it put us into captivity. Many countries don't circumcise male. They don't. So that is when we read. So it was that argument. Then we read the 28th. And the Holy Spirit said that leave them. Tell them that they are not supposed to do anything. It, says, it seems to the Holy Spirit and to us not to bother with anything beyond the following requirement. Amen. Not, it said not to burden you. Yeah. So when you follow tradition, will burden you. So it is important we know that perhaps this is a like circumcision. 
It's a tradition. It's a custom. So tradition, whether the person is circumcised or not, it doesn't matter when it comes to God. This is another example. And you find it throughout what? The Bible. If, that's why I keep saying, if you really know God by the word, you see that God is the sweetest thing. Believe me. Many of the things we think is God or not God, it's not God. Except maybe you now, you don't want God. If you don't want God, that one there is different. Because it doesn't matter how good a woman is. If you don't like the woman or you have no intention to marry, you wouldn't. So if you don't want God, it's, it's different. It doesn't matter. You, you are not ready for God. But if you really want God and you say you found God and you are struggling, there's something many a time we are not getting. More likely in this context, they are telling you that is the Old Testament. That is the law. That has made it impossible. You are obeying traditions instead of the word. You are nullifying the word. So you are in a form of captivity you don't know. Because they didn't tell you that you have to repent and accept Christ Jesus and be baptized to be saved. They, didn't tell, they told you you just have to be circumcised. And you think, ah, circumcision. I'll just endure three days pain. So you go and circumcise. And you are still drinking, you are still a thief, you are still womanizing, and you say you are saved. But you could see your life is not full of drama. And you wonder, I'm giving this as a clear example, you wonder, where is this from? But now that I accepted Christ, you haven't accepted Christ. What you follow was the tradition. The real way you didn't. And you think you've endured pain, you've sacrificed. You went a whole week with pain, wearing pampers, man. <laughs> because yeah, you, if you are older and you get circumcised, it's very difficult. Almost impossible. After three days, that's when you even suffer more. Sorry? No, circumcision was the men. In the Bible, women don't need to circumcise. It is said that when you circumcise women, you have damaged the woman. That's what science tells us. Circumcision was only for the men. Yeah. That's why I always say we are different. We are all not the same. We are all human beings, but we are not the same. You understand? Men, women don't need to circumcise. Yeah. Because the purpose of the circumcision was there can never be a covenant without blood. Should I go deep? Are you sure? <laughs> so the man has to issue blood. But you see, the woman issues blood every month. So she didn't need circumcision. Yeah. Because without blood, there's no covenant. That's why the blood of Jesus became what? The new covenant. That's why we have communion all the time. Yeah. It's a mystery. <laughs> Please, are you getting it? Today, what am I saying? All I'm saying is the word of God is a law. Or the Torah is what? A law. And the word of God law stands and will forever stand. If somebody says we are no more under the law or we are not supposed to obey the law or usually they say this is the Old Testament, ask them which law? Which law? Perhaps when he gives the answer, then you know whether it is true or what? 
not. Because as I said last week, only the law can change the law. Like right now, why am I free to eat any food? Why is that when I come and you are eating shrimps? Because we are not meant to eat shrimps too. I don't tell you that it is wrong. I don't judge you. Because the Bible tells me not to judge anyone about what they eat. Why is it that when we win souls, we baptize people? I never say circumcise. Because now you don't need to be circumcised to be saved. Because the Bible says we are not under that covenant testament. We are not under the new covenant, the testament of Christ. Why don't I need to wear uh, uh, the toilet, the shawlet with all the distance? It is their custom. Their custom. I don't need to live like that. Even if I live like that, there's nothing wrong. But living like that is not what will make me a Christian. So there are there's some group, we call them Yeshua, Yeshua. They wear, they normally have this thing. And they kind of say, you have to have it. If you don't have it, then you say, have you forgotten? You have to let your ear to grow and your beard. Have you forgotten that one? Hypocrite. They don't even know the word. You understand? Why do I pay tight and I'm jilling then? Jesus said, I should pay tight. There's not a single, a single scripture in the Bible that even indicates that you shouldn't. In fact, God calls me a thief if I'm not paying the Bible say. Why do I pray? Because he said, I should pray without ceasing. Why is that anything God give me, any small thing, I'm grateful, I'm holding it dearly, I'm doing my best, I'm worried about it. Yes, because he said, one who is faithful with a little shall be entrusted with more. Why is that when we are praying, we don't face Jerusalem? Because you don't need to face Jerusalem. He said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, ask in his name. Now that is it. Now the key is not facing Jerusalem. Even though I can face that, there's nothing wrong. But now the way is in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Do, do we get it? This dawn, when I was praying, the Holy Spirit asked me a question. And I heard it that if, what if they want to know the laws that have changed in the Bible? I said, I'll tell them, ask your pastor. If you are not sure of anything about the word of God, ask your pastor. You are not a pastor. You are not meant to know all. You are not a doctor. If you're not sure of anything health-wise, you ask your daughter. Anything financial, who do you ask? Your, your bank. If you're struggling with any loss of the law, who do you ask? Citizen Advice Bureau. It's that simple. Because of that, you shouldn't be confused. Because anything that confuses you, you have a pastor. Your own is to ask. That is why they are there. A pastor is one of the people among the people, not a superstar, not one you cannot have an appointment with, then you don't understand who a pastor is. That's why we are, we, are, we, we, we don't see anything. We, the, 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 the substance of the word, we are not manifesting it. Because you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know. You, if you're a nurse, the fact that you are in the hospital, you see that you still won't know what the doctor knows. 
You wouldn't know because the, you let's keep it short. What the person has given himself to, you haven't given yourself to that. And you don't need to because you've also given yourself to something else. Some, last time, a mother of mine was sick. When she told me, I called Sister Denise. Because of her field, I know she could help me understand the situation, what to be done. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I called her. I wouldn't know because I haven't given myself to the thing she's giving herself to. Please, you understand? So you, there shouldn't, you shouldn't be confused because anything that confuses you, your pastor is that simple. And he has to show it to you. He has to explain it to you. If he doesn't know, he has to say, I'll get back to you and find out. Because a pastor all things because has a pastor or has been trained. Please, are we getting it? So you shouldn't be confused. Church, you've heard the word of God. You know what this word means. Just stand up and just pray regarding the word of God that you have heard. Just pray regarding the word of God that you have heard. Makashokoto mayandere kabayandere ha. We believe you have been blessed by the teachers of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.